0: Hello everybody, Marguerite Crestillo here and these calls have always been a ton of fun and as I dive more into them I'm learning so much about just some incredibly great people out there And our next guest is by far one of the most awesome people around, and I'm really excited to have him on the show today. He's doing a ton of stuff to change not only his life and his business, but the industry as a whole with some of the exciting things he's working on. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. I'm thrilled, thrilled to have Jesse Garcia on our show today. Welcome, Jesse.
1: Well, thank you, Marguerite. It's such a pleasure to be on your show.
0: Thank you. So, tell me a little bit about your background, Jesse. Tell me, like, what what you've been doing and that kind of stuff. Where Where do you come from?
1: All right. Where do I come from? So, I, I started off um, not knowing what I wanted to do when I grew up, and with that, my my dad was involved and worked with the the local sheriff's department, and I didn't know what I wanted to be. So he said, "Great, here's the application for the sheriff's academy. Fill this out. You're gonna go." Okay. And so I went, and I graduated, and I was working with the Sacramento County Sheriff's Department for about five, five, six years. And with that, as, as I kind of progressed down that path, I started to really learn about what I wanted to do when I grew up. And it only took me till I was about 25 or 26 before I decided that.
0: <laughs> and
1: I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I'm sure you've read multiple times. And that book kind of changed my mindset on on life and how I should be living it. You know, not being an employee, starting my own business, getting very, very, uh, learning more about real estate. And so that kind of changed my entire perception of what I was doing. Went and enrolled in uh, local college courses for real estate. And my instructor said, well, hey, you're, taking all the right classes to get your real estate license. And I said, well, I don't want to get my real estate license. I just want to make millions of dollars invested in real estate, like Robert Kiyosaki said. And <laughs> so so I went through and I said, okay, what the heck, I'll get my license. So I went and took the test, I passed it, and I was like, now what? And I still was very determined to become uh, a real estate investor mogul, right? And decided to do this in 2006, 2007, which was a great time. And uh, when bought my... <laughs> <laughs> right? Not so good. Went and bought my first investment property with my business partner, who is still my business partner after everything I've put him through. Thank God bless him. And bought a property at retail value, tried to flip it at the very tail end of the tank, and learned a very valuable and expensive lesson what to do and what not to do. And going through that process, I real I really realized that I wanted to be in real estate full time. And I wasn't super happy in my job. It's a great career. And, but I, it wasn't challenging me enough at the extent I wanted to be challenged at, and so talked to my wife, and I decided to literally quit my job, retirement benefits, steady paycheck, uh, August first, two thousand and eight, to dive into a real estate business I knew nothing about, wow, and did she kick that's kind of where I got. <laughs> you know what? She um, she didn't know it was a bad market either, uh, from from what we were being told, you know, and. So I dove in head first and, and I was passionate about it, and I surrounded myself with a lot of the right people that gave me direction, mentorship, coaching. And within my first year, I completely um, replaced my steady paycheck income from the sheriff's department by just selling real estate in a, quote-unquote, horrible market in 2008. And one of the wow. biggest pieces of advice anybody gave me was if you can make it in this market, you can make it in any market. It's all about the more people you talk to, the more business you'll get, and that's really all I built my business on was those two things.
0: That is so true. You know, I always say great agents do well in any market because it's not about the market; it's about who you are and what you, you know, what you do on a daily basis to work towards your goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was I had to keep it simple, incredibly simple, and um, it. it, it it paid off, you know, and I, I did that for about two or three years, and ran a real estate business and ran a real estate team, and then I was offered um, to run uh, some of the uh, local franchise here in the Sacramento area, and I did that for about three years. And overall, the whole learning experience has just been phenomenal. I mean, and and you can probably assess this, Marguerite, you know better. You can't go to school and learn the stuff that we learn in the trenches.
0: No way! You know, it, 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 you it's just funny can't. because uh, so I always like to say that little joke that I'm sure you've heard before that I have a PhD, a public high school diploma, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> exactly. And you know, when when I got into and I didn't go to college. I mean, I I think college is incredibly valuable. I wish I would have, but I did not go to college, um, which is tough to explain to your teenage kids, you know, about how important college is when you didn't go. But yeah. I I have spent. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm sure dramatically more than I would have ever spent in college in my continuing education and learning from people just like you who, who've been on the streets, who you know, learned some of the, the tough lessons. You know, when people are out there trying to get their real estate license, I always tell them, I say, don't ask me anything until you pass the test because that test yeah. is not the real world, right? It's what, where you really get, the learning from is going out there and getting your bumps and bruises and, and learning hopefully not as many things the hard way, but some of us have some of us are a little pig-headed and have to learn the hard way. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> you, but that's me for that, sure.
1: That's me. I'm raising my hand right now. That's me. <laughs> well, and, and there, and tell me what happened is, from so there. You, okay, so what happened from there is – Oh, my goodness. And so as I was going through this process, I, I developed kind of a system for myself and my team that I used to track kind of my numbers, my income, my commissions, and, and know where each dollar was coming from and where it was going. And so other people wanted the system, and they're like, well, what are you using? And so I showed them this, this Excel spreadsheet, this glorified Excel spreadsheet that I used. And they wanted it, but it wasn't in a simple format for anybody just to use. And so that's where I got the idea to build the software company that I'm a co-founder of. It's called Pipeline Wizard. And it's really a business accountability and productivity system for real estate teams, offices, or coaches. And so that was another opportunity that, that just happened to fall on my lap because I was a producing agent. I was in the trenches going, okay, there's not a system out there like this. I needed it. And so I just developed it for me. I didn't know that it was something the, the industry needed. And so right now we're really trying to disrupt the market with a gamified, competitive, fun way to really increase your business and be accountable to it while making more money. But in a fun way, not feeling like you're being micromanaged or all, it's all about the numbers. It's more of a competitive platform because I noticed that a lot of people in our industry are competitive. You know, I, I have a Fitbit. Right. I think you have a Fitbit too, right?
0: Uh, well, just a little bit, yeah.
1: <laughs> a little bit, Yeah, right? We're a little competitive. And one thing I noticed was that I would jump on my treadmill at 10 o'clock at night because, not because it was good for me, not because I wanted to get exercise, because I didn't want to end up in second or third or fourth place on the Fitbit competition for that week.
0: <laughs> isn't that and, awful? I've done the same thing. Is. I'm like going up and down my stairs run it up to the mailbox. Like
1: I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, me and my – I've had friends of mine where we'd literally stand in the living room if we were in close competition and just run in place as fast as we could until we pass one another. <laughs> and the funny thing is the byproduct is exercise. It gets the blood And so that's what we're really trying to do with this system is create a competitive environment for real estate professionals to go, great, you know, I really don't want to regenerate. I really don't want to make this appointment. I really want to just go to the mixer and have a drink. And when you see yourself and you're competitive and you see that you're in third or fourth or fifth or tenth place in terms of your numbers with anybody across the country that you want to compete with in terms of what you should be doing as a real estate agent, it may motivate you just to stay an extra hour and make that extra appointment. So it's just a mindset I think that's huge.
0: I I think that is huge because – you know, one of the greatest lessons I learned years and years ago, and I got to give a little give a little credit to Rick Ruby and Todd Screma over at the core is how valuable knowing your numbers are because the, the great thing about knowing your numbers is that it's not personal, right? It doesn't take into consideration all the millions of excuses that we can come up with. And I, I'm, I can be the queen of excuses. And so, it, it, the bottom line is the numbers don't lie. They are what they are. Just like with athletes and everyone else, when, when you go out and you look at the numbers, either you did the work or you didn't do the work. There's no gray area. There's no in-between. And when you know those numbers, it's so awesome. Like like a quick um, lesson that I've heard is, okay, so if you run an ad and you get no calls to the ad, we know that the problem is the ad, Right pretty simple and clear. Mm -hmm. We got no calls. So there's got to be something wrong with the ad. If you run an ad and you get 20 calls, but you don't convert any of those clients, the problem is you. We need to work on your conversion skills. We need to, you know, put some scripts in place or figure out what it is that we can do to help you convert those phone calls. Because the whole point of an ad is to get the phone to ring. Once you get the phone to ring, it's all up to you. And so those numbers don't lie to you. If you if you don't get calls to the ad, it's the ad. If you don't convert any of the calls, we need to work on your skill training. Would you not agree?
1: Absolutely. I mean, could you could you imagine if there? I mean, and, and the sports analogy is huge, right? Because those guys are under a microscope every second of the day, um, especially in the in the very pro level NFL, you know, Major League Baseball, soccer, basketball. They're under the spotlight all the time and under excruciating accountability based upon solely their numbers. And I was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day. I go, could you imagine if there was a sports page for real estate agents where you had sports writers or real estate writers constantly following you, making sure they know your exact statistics and publishing them for the world to see? I think you'd perform a lot better (laughs) or you wouldn't perform a lot better.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, if you look at it – I'm sorry to overtalk you. the The reality is is that they get paid millions of dollars a year. And if you look at the true top producers in real estate, the ones who utilize programs and systems like this, those guys are paid significantly higher than the people who don't.
1: Absolutely. Well, and it's to that level of accountability. You know, it's the numbers. I mean, just imagine somebody if you're if you're performing and you're on the phone lead generating, and you have a sportscaster behind you. Or somewhere going, all right, Marguerite's on the phone. All right, she's going to make the fifth dial today. All right, she's going to go for the close. Oh, she missed the close. <laughs> or, or, yeah, she scored. She got the close. She got the appointment. I mean, it, it's a completely different mindset when other people know what you're doing, exactly like Fitbit. You know, I'm like, okay, I can't come in 10th place because people are going to know that I'm either just sitting on my butt doing nothing, and I may or may not be, but that's the perception, right?
0: And we right. don't want to look
1: like right. we're lazy. So it's the same thing in real estate is having that high level of accountability. And I'm not saying that I'm I'm a high level of accountability all the time, every second of the day. No, I I utilize a system that I know I have to be accountable and productive in a small window of time every day. And if I do that, I'll be more productive than somebody doing mediocre work 24 hours a day.
0: So with that, Jesse, I mean, the, the combination of trying to run a team and run a business and have a life—like, how do you pull all that together?
1: Um, that—that's a trick question, and it's—it's a, it's a question that I don't have an answer for. It's more of a learning curve. Um, you know, I—I I, there's a great book out there. It's called The One Thing, and I've read it several times. And it's one of the things that I really take to heart is the we can't really balance anything. It's all about counterbalance. You know, if you're going to go to work and there's something you have to focus on and it's going to take a, a two days of your time and it's, you're gone before, if I'm gone before my kids get up and I'm home by the time my kids go to bed, you know, my wife is wiped out from taking care of two kids and making dinner and cleaning the house and making sure that, you know, we, we, you know, our family's taken care of. And then, I do that for two days straight. If I continue doing that, I am out of balance with my family, but I'm very much in balance with my business. And so it's the right. counterbalancing that kind of has to take place where it's, you know, okay, I, I spent two days gung-ho on my business, and I need to go spend two days or three days and go on a getaway weekend with my family camping where there's no cell service. And then have that counterbalance. And so I don't have it perfected whatsoever. It's a work in progress. And I'm becoming a lot more purposeful about it um, because, you know, my kids are five and a half and three. They're at an age where, you know, all they want to do is spend time with me and my wife and go do fun things and play. And the hardest thing is going, I know, honey, I got to go to work. I'm sorry, I can't play with you right now. I have a meeting. And it just breaks my heart every time I have to do that. And so I have to find a way to make up for that. And maintain that counterbalance to go, great honey, you know what? Tomorrow, Saturday, I'm not working tomorrow. We're gonna play Barbies or we're gonna play okay. soccer, whatever it is, we're gonna do it.
0: Well, I need the video of you sitting and playing Barbies with your daughter. I think I need that video. You know what? I I, I yes, <laughs> I,
1: I play Barbies. I'm not ashamed of that. I let her paint my fingernails <laughs> and my toenails. It's just when you have a daughter, you you, you wear that you wear that with pride. <laughs> you do. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it's funny because it takes me back a little bit to the numbers aspect of it. And, excuse me, what I I do love about the numbers is it can also tell you when to work harder and when to work smarter, and it can tell you Mm -hmm. when you get some room to breathe, right? So if your goal, for example, is you need to make, I don't know, 50 calls a week or day or whatever you set your goal to be, and you get those done, then in my opinion, now you get to go play. And yeah. it, it, and when you start to see the results from that and you say, okay, my goal is to close X amount of transactions per month and I need to have X amount of transactions in contract, that gives you the space once you get that work done to go, to go play. You know, one of my favorite sayings comes um, uh, from my mom when I was a kid and she used to say, and I'm, I'm sure many people have said this, do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. And the huge impact about that is the importance of when you do those numbers and you follow that, that stuff, now, you, now it tells you when you can play. So, uh, you know, you hit your goals, and guess what? Now you get to do what you want to do.
1: Absolutely. And when you bring up a very good point, too, Marguerite, is the goal aspect of it. You know, if, if my goals weren't um, synergistic with my family's and my wife's, it would be very hard for me to pull 12 or 18-hour days. She's right. very clear on where I'm going, what, what I want to achieve for the benefit of our family, right? We have our vision board laminated in our bedroom. It's like we, we know our focus. We know what we're going after. And so when I have to work that long day, it, it's just a reminder that, okay, he's not just doing it because he has to or just because he feels like he needs to. It's because we are on target to go do something great, as a family, and this is what I have to do right now. And one of my favorite right. quotes I always see on Facebook or Instagram is, an entrepreneur will work 100 hours a week so he doesn't have to work 40 hours a week later.
0: I think and that's I, and huge. And I love and that. Yeah, because when you, when you figure out what that looks like to get it done, it to me it gives you more freedom. Like when I know that I've put in my all at work and I've gotten everything done that I'm supposed to do, then I'm much more relaxed when I go and spend time with my family. And I know, I'm sure that you're learning this and I've learned it as well, is that the magic happens in the moment and the most important thing you can do is be there. And many times we're, when we have so much to do at work or we're under such pressure or maybe, you know, financial issues are rising because we haven't been the work, we might be there in body with our family, but our mind is a thousand miles away. And that's not any better than you might as well be at work, right? <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, my wife reminds me of that all the time. I mean, my brain never shuts off. It, it just doesn't. And there are some times where it's okay just to kind of let it wander. And, but there's other times where, you know, we could be at dinner on a date night or going to a movie. And I'm sitting there going, okay, how can I make this system better? Who do I need on my team to, to make this go to the next level? And, and she can tell without me saying a thing, she can look at my, she can just look at me and go, quit working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. (laughs) But, but, you know, you, you need people like that. They can kind of call you out on your, you know, in the moments like, you know, you're here with me right now. You're here with our families. Pay attention. You know, pay, you're playing Barbie, pay attention, focus, you know? And and so, and and you, oh my goodness. I mean, you, you just got back from a, a phenomenal event with John Maxwell and the biggest thing that, that running pipeline, running my real estate team, whatever it may be, it all comes down to leadership and making sure that you're hiring and bringing the right people on the team and providing tremendous value to them, so they're bought into the vision. But you want them to achieve their goals for their reasons, and but you're going to push them to do it. And I've found that being so true that when you get the right people on or the right people on the seat on the bus, everything falls into place in any company that you're running.
0: You know, you're so dead on with that, Jesse, because I think one of the biggest hurdles for many, especially when we're younger, is we think we can do it all ourselves. And we think that, you know, well, I can handle it and I can get it done faster if I just do it myself. And I've heard this lesson many times over the years, but it hit home in many ways when I was, was with John Maxwell because he he talked about a dream. And when you build a dream, it, it, almost without fail, your dreams become bigger than you at some point they become bigger than you. And you, there's no way you can do it by yourself. You have to get great people around you so that you can spread that dream and, and you can really create what it is that you're, you're destined to do or you know you're designed to do. You cannot do it by yourself. And if you talk to any great leaders, any extraordinary people, They will always tell you that they have surrounded themselves with extraordinary people who have just really pushed them beyond what they thought capable. You know, there's that great saying, you are the result of the five people you hang around. (laughs) So who are you hanging out with? (laughs) And and what they said back there is if you're the biggest fish in the pond, you're in the wrong pond. Go get into another pond.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And, And I love that quote as well. Um, I I post that on my Instagram and Facebook a lot because it's just a a, a constant reminder for myself. And going to your point, Marguerite, is look at Walt Disney. You know, if you've ever looked at the picture of his mind map, of his brainstorm, of his putting his his vision on paper, he he wasn't even alive when Disneyland was built. But he, he created such a phenomenal vision and a map to doing it he he made it so very clear that somebody else or some other people were able to come in and put his, make his vision a reality without him having to even be there.
0: That's incredible. That's just, that's
1: just phenomenal vision, you know, and going to a real estate team, whether it's a real estate team, a tech company, any other business. And I'm learning this as I go too. I mean, I, I've fallen on my face many times, picked myself back up and made the wrong hires. And, and, and now I'm at a point with both of my businesses where, The partnerships I'm making and the people that we are bringing on the team and making sure they're on the right right seat on the bus, it allows me more time to do the things I truly love, which equals I'm not so stressed and I'm not so crazy busy to where when I can come home, I can decompress and spend time with my family and friends.
0: So tell me, what is, what is your dream? What's your dream for Pipeline Wizard, for example? What, what do you think is the ultimate goal for somebody who may be looking at that program or software and how it can help them?
1: My, the overall goal of Pipeline Wizard is to revolutionize the way real estate teams, businesses, offices, coaching companies run their business. It, it, I want it to be a fun I want to make analytics and metrics and numbers fun. They don't need to be boring oh, I know. and they don't need to be, <laughs> and they don't need to be scary. And that's the biggest thing why people, myself included, I I, I love I have a love hate relationship with numbers because they will never ever lie to you. <laughs> if the that's
0: input so
1: is accurate, they will never lie to you. And most people cannot handle that reality of wait, well, Marguerite, I'm not making the kind of money I want to make in real estate. This market stinks. This whole real estate thing stinks. It's not for me. Well, it's like, well, if you go back to looking at the numbers, you made one phone call yesterday and talked to nobody. That, that's the reality. You know, and when I, when, I, when I coach an agent or they want my advice or they want my help on something, I always go, what are your numbers? Let me see your numbers. Who are you talking to? Who are you converting how many deals do you have in the pipeline? How many people do you have in your in your database? And what are your activities you're doing consistently? And 9 times out of 10 they can't answer two or more of those questions at any given point because they don't know their numbers or they don't want to track it because it's a dose of reality that they don't want to they'd rather blame somebody else for not hitting their goals or making the kind of money they want. It's easier to do that rather than go home and go, "Honey, sorry, you know what? I just I didn't feel like generating today." And you know, we'll figure out how to make the mortgage payment. I just didn't feel like, I would, you know, that one person I just didn't want to talk to today. I mean, one, I, had a, I had a friend of mine tell me, he goes, imagine if your family, imagine if your wife, your daughter, and your son were a fly on the wall and were and were and and watched you work for an entire day. Do you think they would be impressed or depressed by your performance?
0: You know, you said a great word in there. uh that's kind of an evil word for many I hear, is the word consistency. What do you think is the main reason that people are so inconsistent? Because we know consistency is the key to success, I think, in 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 many aspects. Would you not agree? I mean, you don't have to be super smart, but if you do something every single day, you'll get results, no matter how smart you are or not. Well, I mean,
1: and you know this, I mean, I've been to, and I'll say it, I've been to so many different real estate conventions or, or or workshops or whatnot, and you have the the top producers on stage or on a panel or doing something, and a lot of them are like, yeah, I, I do this, yeah, uh-huh, okay, yeah, uh-huh, sure. I mean, some of them are not the most exciting people that you'd ever talk to, and you're like, how the heck do you do this? <laughs> Those people are great at consistency, right? I mean, you've had the same thought. You're like, how the heck are you making this kind of money? And, and you have, like, the, the personality of a gnat, right? It's because they're consistent. They can follow scripts. You know, they can follow a system. And, and they know that if they keep doing it, it's a numbers game. And I think a lot of the consistency issues that we have, and myself included, one of them is technology, we get distracted so easily. There's always something shiny or a squirrel running through or by our office. And the easiest thing to do is, oh, i got to make phone calls. Okay, well, it's, it's maybe a little too early. Uh, let me just go on Facebook real quick, and let me just respond to a few people there. And then five hours later, like, wow, I didn't make one phone call today. Right. So I think technology is a big thing that gets us distracted. The other thing with consistency is you have to be consistent. It's boring right? It, it's it's not exciting. And and I read a book, uh, I forget the title of it. It says, your business should be boring. Your life should be exciting. I like that. And I think that plays into the whole consistency thing that we are talking about is, and, and me myself, I want my business to be fun and exciting. You know, I want it to be different every day. And the reality is the consistency of of lead generation, of prospecting, of marketing, The things that bring business to the table can be exciting, they can be fun, but the consistency of it is going to be boring. I mean, if somebody said you have to eat Wheaties every day for a year and you have to go to the gym after you eat that bowl of Wheaties and run on the treadmill for 30 minutes and then do 45 minutes of weights after that, you will have the body of your dreams and you'll be in the best shape of your life. And those are the three things you have to do, eat Wheaties, run on the treadmill 30 minutes, and work out for 45 minutes. And and that's just an example, totally made up. But it's like how many people do you think would actually do that for a year? It doesn't sound hard, right, exactly. but the consistency of it, it's not fun. It's boring.
0: You know, and it comes into all different categories of your life, right? Like I think about my kids. Your kids are still young, but mine are all grown now. And I remember one of the things that somebody told me is to make sure your kids go to bed at the same time every night. And in the beginning, that was tough, right? Because they'd have, oh, but mom, you know, I can't sleep yet. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, mom, I need to drink water. Oh, mom, I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, mom. But I will tell you that it paid off because one of my greatest lessons was making sure my kids went to bed at the same time every night. It created that consistent mm-hmm. schedule with them so that they would be so much more productive the next day, they'd be happier, they would be cranky, all of those things. And it was just one little thing, but it was so impactful. And and I know in my business, in my personal business, the one thing I've done for 20-plus years is I've sent out my letter of the heart every single month. I've missed one or two mm-hmm. months over the years, but for the most part, I've done that consistently, which has enabled me to build you know, a lifetime business. But mm-hmm. I hear people frequently, well, I tried it for a couple months and that didn't work, or, you know, I, I did that for a little bit. and it, But you don't know until you've done it for sometimes years. When I was talking to uh, John Maxwell out there, he said that every single day he sits down for a few minutes and he writes something of value. He says, sometimes it's not worth anything. (laughs) But some days, and he he had no idea when he started doing that 40 years ago that it would lead to this incredible impact that he's making on the world. So it was just that consistency. And what's funny is I posted today in my, my Facebook group at Real Estate Strategies and Accountability, the picture that I posted today says, you will never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Mhm. Yeah, pretty amazing. And so I just think that that's pretty cool. So anyway, well, that's, he, what's like next you, like you said that, you, that's the, Well,
1: like I'm you said and going back to that we for can... one second is the um any aspect of your life is so true. I mean, if you look at Great. Do you want to get healthier? Do you want to be able to wake up yeah. in the, earlier in the morning and get your day started? Go to bed on time. Um, that's one thing I struggle with. I mean, my hours that I go to bed fluctuate so much, and I can see the difference in the in, in just just my energy level. I mean, I have a lot of energy anyway, and I'm kind of I'm one of the, my wife says I'm a freak of nature because I can go to bed really late and wake up really early and still function at a high level. But I can still feel like, okay, what would I be able to, fun- how would I be able to function if I did get more sleep? Or right. if I did get up and kind of do, you know, how Elrod's full-on miracle morning and wake up and take an hour to really get ready for the day. And wow, I really love what I do. And and that's that's kind of, it's a blessing and a curse because it's the moment I wake up, I want to dive right into it and and start yeah. working in it. The problem is, my, I'm not meant to getting mentally prepared for the day. And by the end of the day, I'm like, wow, this day went by really quick. And I look back, I go, okay, what, what did I do today? <laughs> what did I accomplish? Yeah. Instead of in the morning studying, i going, this is what I'm going to accomplish today. Today this, this is going to be a great day because of this.
0: Well, I think that's where we get our energy from many times. You know, when you're all excited about it, it's amazing where your energy comes from. It's amazing what you can mm-hmm. accomplish when you are truly living your dream and you're excited about what you're doing on a daily basis and how that's going to, uh, you know, impact and affect the world.
1: Yeah, it, it it's like I said, it's a blessing and a curse.
0: <laughs> yeah. So tell me what what's next for you? What's on the horizon? What are, what are you working on? Give us a secret step. <laughs>
1: the secret stuff the secret stuff okay um and not much of a secret i mean i'm i'm we're i'm really refocusing on relaunching uh or i should not say relaunching rebuilding um my real estate team and looking at it from many different perspectives over the past gosh um almost 9 years that i've been in the business now you know half of that running a franchise the other half of that running my own real estate business and taking pretty much a 9-year MBA program is what I look at it as and going yeah. great now what I now what I've learned how can I implement that in both my businesses and so kind of going back to the drawing board on both of them you know with Pipeline Wizard we're getting ready to launch 2.0 which is a a a very improved model of of our system and a friend of mine told me that, hey, because so I kind of beat myself up about it a lot, I go, man, I just I wish we would have, where we're at right now, I wish we would have been there a year ago. And he goes, it's funny. He goes, actually, I heard it at the John Maxwell event, or, or in a book that he was reading at the John Maxwell event. He goes, somebody said, if you're satisfied and you're happy with your first, your first product or rollout, you've launched too late.
0: Yeah. That's absolutely like, oh, that's a true. good point.
1: And I was like, okay, I feel better now. And so we're getting ready to launch 2.0, which is just going to be a superior product. I really think it's going to be a market disruptor in the real estate space because of what it's going to do, not just from a number standpoint and another software for the industry, but to really help challenge the mindset of real estate professionals and how it can help make them better and help make their businesses increase, help make them more money in a very fun, competitive atmosphere. With the real estate team, we're just relaunching. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I was just going to say. Well, I can't wait to see see what you come up with. I'm excited to see it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we're 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 incredibly excited about it, and and I I do think it'll be a, a, a game changer. And in the real estate space, it's right with going back to leadership. Both companies right now. I am so focused on seeking and. Bringing on talented people that are bought into the vision, that have a big vision themselves, that have big goals, and we want to help them achieve their goals in a in a kind of win win atmosphere. And so, leadership awesome. and and building businesses through people is is my goal this year and next.
0: That's fantastic. Well, Jesse, this has been an awesome call. Uh, I'm glad we were able to record it today. Funny thing, we tried to do this a couple (laughs) months back. We had a great conversation, and I never uh, remembered to push record. So, I'm glad we got to have this conversation, and we'll definitely be posting links to your Pipeline Wizard program on our website. So, if anyone is interested in checking out the exciting stuff he's doing, uh, we would love, love, love to have you go check it out. So, we'll be posting links there. So. Thank you again, Jesse. This has been a fantastic conversation. Enjoy those babies. They grow fast, very fast. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I'm
1: realizing that more and more.
0: Yeah, more and, and more, I'll more. be looking for the Barbie pictures on Facebook for sure.
1: Yes, I, I, I'm going to have to post one now just, just because. And so, uh, Marguerite, it's always a pleasure <laughs> talking to you. I, I, I love your mindset. I love your leadership. And I highly respect you. You know, I, I love that you're here, right in our backyard, in, in Northern California, so I can actually have these conversations with you in person. So I, I thank you for the opportunity to allow me to be
0: on your show. Thanks again. All right, everybody, make sure to listen in. If you have any questions, we'll be feel free to post your comments on our blog, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon, Jesse. Thanks again, everybody. Make it a great day. Thank you.